Greetings, I'm the Reverend Jen Fenner of Epworth United Methodist Church in Gaithersburg, Maryland. We're walking in these next months through the Gospel of John, and today we find ourselves in John chapter 2. The first part of John chapter 2 is the first miracle that Jesus does. It's a miracle at a wedding in Cana in Galilee. Jesus is following actually the lead of his mother who is asking him to turn water into wine. Jesus' first response to his mother is to say, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. His mother simply turns to the servants present and says to them, do whatever Jesus tells you. The story goes that Jesus literally took the six stone jars that were used normally for ceremonial washing each one of them holding between 20 to 30 gallons and says to the servants, fill them with water to the brim. And then when they were filled, he instructs the servants to take the water jars out to the people, starting with the master of the banquet. When he tastes the water that's been turned into wine, he doesn't even realize where it's come from. And the servants are the only ones who know. Then he calls the bridegroom aside and he says, everybody else brings out choice wine first, but the cheaper wine comes after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best until last. Interestingly enough, the only people who know who has turned water into wine are the servants. And it says in verse 11 of chapter 2, the disciples who believed Jesus and saw the glory of God that was being revealed. I think it's interesting that this very first miracle that Jesus performs ends with the words, you've saved the best for last. Sometimes in our faith journey, wherever we stand, We have a hard time believing that it can get better, that God is still at work, that there will be a a good ending. And yet in this story, Jesus has turned water into wine and the wine that the guests drink at the end of the celebration is a richer and better wine than what they had at the beginning. I wonder if in our own lives, part of faith is believing that the best is always saved for last that whatever struggle we face, God is working it for good, and that what will ultimately come is better than what we can ever imagine. Jesus moves from this wedding in Cana of Galilee to the temple. It tells us in verse 13 that it's almost the Jewish Passover. Jesus goes up to Jerusalem, and in the temple courts, he finds people selling cattle and sheep and doves and sitting at tables and exchanging money. And so in one of the places in Scripture where Jesus most characteristically is known for being angry, he makes a whip out of cords and drives all of these animals and people from the temple courts. And he scatters the coins of the money changers and he turns over their tables. And those who are selling doves, he says to them, get them out of here. You've turned my father's house into a market. The Jews responded, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all of this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And almost mockingly, they say to him, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. And you have the arrogance to say you'll raise it in three days. 
But the temple that Jesus was speaking of was his body, it tells us in verse 21. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said, and they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Perhaps similar to that wedding in Cana of Galilee where the best wine is saved for the last, Jesus is also teaching his disciples that what they are walking through right now, even what Jesus is saying to them, they don't fully understand. How could they possibly wrap their brains around the fact that the temple Jesus was talking about was not the physical temple in Jerusalem that had taken 46 years, but Jesus was referring to the way that the Holy Spirit would come and dwell in each of us and that the very temple of God's presence would be Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ's body would indeed be raised after three days. Sometimes in our journey, not only is the best saved for last, but what we experience, even what we hear from God in a moment, doesn't make full sense. And it's only later as we look back that we find ourselves saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you said, even though I didn't understand it fully. Thank you for where you put me, even though I didn't understand in the moment. Thank you, God, for the way that you always know better. Your ways are higher than my ways. Today, as you begin this journey through the gospel of John and go about your day, remember that in moments, God saves the best for last, and that in moments, We understand far better in retrospect what God has been doing than we can in a moment. God, we ask that you would give us the courage to believe you, the eyes of faith to see the miracles that you perform, and perhaps the patience and the perseverance to believe that the best is yet to come, that at times the best is saved for last, And that the fullness of what you're doing, even in our own lives, we can't always understand in the moment. Teach us, God, what it means to walk with you, to see the glory of God revealed in you, and to believe your intentions and your purpose for our life. In Jesus' name, amen.